What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Essential Scares podcast, the only show that dares to ask the question, is it essential? I am your host, Corbin, and with me, as always, is Alan. Good evening. And Bobby. Is my background blue and pink or pink and blue? Uh, Blue and pink, I think. I was actually going to say up. pink and blue. <laughs> oh, Oh, wow. Uh, Well, we have got quite a show coming at you. We're going to be discussing an early film from cinema legend Peter Jackson. That's right. We're talking about Dead Alive or Brain Dead, if you're one of our international fans. Um, But before we get into it, Bobby has a spoiler warning. I do. This will serve as your first one and only spoiler warning for the Splatterfest film brain dead also known as dead alive if you don't want the movie spoiled for you skip to the time go ahead <clears throat> so thinking about this it's just really interesting that we live in a universe in a world in a timeline where peter jackson can go finish this movie have it edited put together grab it run as fast as he can to uh, Paramount, New, New Line, whoever made The Lord of the Rings, show them this movie, New Line, and go put, throw it on New, New Line Cinema's boardroom and be like, now give me Lord of the Rings. And they said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler warning, over. This movie is stupid and I fucking love it. This movie is so goddamn aw- This man made Lord of the Goddamn Rings. This man... <laughs> made one of the most celebrated like fantasy trilogies and 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 did a film version of it that is widely like loved by critics and fans alike what the fuck i so i i share that entire rationale um again we have a chat within our discord that you should come and join it's a fun time um and at one point, while watching this movie, I put Peter fucking Jackson directed this film because and I was wrote in the screenplay. Absolute disbelief. <laughs> like it, you, I had no clue of of Peter Jackson's before times of anything before Lord of the Rings, and to know that this was kind of just his his lane is hilarious. Like it's it's just ridiculous that this is the kind yeah. of shit that he used to give, and then. I want to be a fly in the room of that boardroom at New Line. <laughs> just just to know. Like, how did he... Who who did he bribe? How did he make this happen? Well, the thing is, like, right, like... Like, this is in the same vein as, like, say, an Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. It's a horror comedy, right? But better. And Sam Raimi... It, mm, <laughs> no. Um, but Sam Raimi went on to make films that, like, fit the Sam Raimi style... Peter yeah. Jackson made Lord of the fucking Rings. <laughs> this movie, exactly. like even the, even looking at like Spider Man, it yeah. has Sam Raimi written all over it. Exactly, it's, it's so obviously his his trilogy. Knowing the things that he did, and not only did he do Lord of the Rings, obviously Peter Jackson. Yeah. After that, he pivoted his entire film career to make epics. Right, he did yeah. King Kong. You know, The Hobbit. I really like um, King Kong. <laughs> It's awesome. And okay. he went he went from like such 
humble splatterhouse origins to becoming one of the biggest names in Hollywood, like, overnight, very surprisingly. And, I mean, I agree. I don't really know how it happened. <laughs> like, but. like, it just, I, I, I know we need to talk about the movie, but it just, like, what the fuck, how, like, because this movie is so, ma- like, the only thing that I can say is similar between that and all those movies is they're made with love. Mm-hmm. Like, like, this movie is very clearly made with love. It's made with dedication, with care, with knowing what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this movie is unabashedly weird and is trying to be, but it has just the right amount. Yeah. That's not like... It's not like Thanks Killing, where they're making they're purposely trying to make a bad movie and it fails even at that at some time. This movie is is meant to be cheesy, gory, like it's supposed to be an homage to Splatter Fest flicks, like, and it works so well. I, yes. So to to kind of go to to really get into the the, the that aspect of the movie. The gore in this film is wonderful. Oh, it's yeah. so funny. Like, oh, sure. It cannot be understated just how successful... You can't overstate it. You can't You can't any state this, this film. <laughs> like, the gore that is put forth in this film, and you know out the gate that you're in for a good time. Uh, when you see the, the researcher awful oh, human gets being cut, cut into pieces, that just yeah. gets chopped into bits, like right off yeah. the gate you're like, Oh, this is the level we're getting here, and this is what we're going to see, mm-hmm. and then that that only just ramps up over the duration of the film, and then the climax sure. is wild. Um, it just made yeah, the, the it whole, just works so well. <laughs> the whole point of this movie is to make gore that grosses you out, but you're still laughing at, mm-hmm. and like it, yeah. it, it, it that's a tightrope where you're just like, oh, but you're also like, Ugh. like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's so funny that when it was originally rated, it was going to be overseas, given, yeah. like, the equivalent of a PG-13, because, like, the gore is so obviously just, like, in jest. Um, they ended up not doing that, because there is just so much of it. They were like, well, really, we can't. But. Well, also, also, uh, Lionel's mom, when she's the monster form, has giant tits. Yeah, that is true. Um, on the topic of the gore, though, I think that that's actually the the one of the most obvious connecting points between this movie and Peter Jackson's like later career, including Lord of the Rings is that the effects work is very, very good. I mean, you're seeing like the beginnings of uh, Weta and like the way that they handle uh, practical effects. And if you're thinking about it from like, a behind the scenes perspective is that it's easier to see the jump that's made from well-crafted physical gore like this to like making like the orc orc suits and like all of the combat in those movies. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, like maybe I can see the connecting points here, uh, just behind the scenes, but I love it. I mean, I love that it's, it's so, so well done. And I think that that's one of the things that sets it apart even from gory movies of today is that it's all done very practically and all just completely over the top. And it's, I loved it. So I have a question. The gore part. Yeah. Did this kind of... And so this movie released in what, 92, I believe? Early 90s. Yes, 92. Early, early yes. 90s. Um, okay. 
Was there anything else even close to this in terms of practical effect gore? Yeah, just were, not yeah. like in quantity. Nothing. I mean, like this yeah. movie is just like a lot of it. Like I wouldn't say that there is anything in this in this movie gore wise that when I saw it, I was like, oh wow, like that's an insane effect. Like mm-hmm. I think really what it is is the amount that they were doing and the amount of things that were happening on screen even at the same time that were all mm-hmm. being pulled off. I think that that's the that's the successful thing. Okay. You know what I think is actually speaking of effects that I thought were really good. There's so, there's a lot of effects that they don't necessarily fully work. You can see the magic trick. The one that I'm kind of stuck on, I couldn't when when she like slices her cheek open while she's using the makeup brush mm-hmm. and like is dangling, I could not see the makeup line super well. And I felt it, like yeah. I that, I don't that, know if like, that's just maybe it's just because like we're watching like a 480p like stream. Yeah, of this. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, that's really that was like a really well done effect for like yeah. I, like that was just something that stuck with me. It was like, and this it, it it's such a good comedy bit because very she's just, yes. the way that they yeah because she's just like oh I seem like it it the, like the way she says oh well, it's like I seem to have sliced my cheek a bit like well, yeah. and, and Lionel's oh, attempt to try to make it okay yeah. by just super gluing it <laughs> back it onto her face it's like so oh. fucking stupid it's don't so fidget good. it's gonna go on crooked <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. god uh, so how do we feel about this movie being set in the King Kong universe <laughs> what. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> Technically a, speaking, yeah. So the, they, the they, island they were they get Skull Island from is Skull Island. Yeah, the the, the rat <laughs> monkey is on Skull Island. Yeah, and then and then Peter Jackson even references this back in his King Kong. They they there's like some I love it. references to the Sumatran like rat monkey. <laughs> so speaking of of the Sumatran rat monkey, yes, yeah. Why claymation? Why like, not? Why? Because it's, I mean, it's it, fucking dope as shit. That's why. It, what it, would you have rather had? A cartoon on the screen? It's 1992. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's not that it was. It, so when I saw that, I was like, do you want that's... the devil from Spawn? You know, the hit movie Spawn? Because that's what you'd have gotten in the <laughs> yeah. best case scenario. Exactly. I, and that was like four years later, wasn't it? Like... I'm not saying that. I don't know. It just definitely when I saw that, I was like, "Oh God, I hope I don't see this for much longer," because it was just <laughs> like it was awful. I feel like it had to be an effect like that because it had to move on its own, and then she had to be able to squish it. So yeah, there's not a lot of I, options. I there. liked it. It was fun. It was it. It wasn't bad claymation I liked it too. No, it was good, and I love claymation. So. It was definitely good claymation, but like the claymation juxtaposition. Juxta- juxtaposed juxtaposed over this movie i was just i didn't i just didn't expect it if i'm being honest i kind of thought it would be a puppet more than anything you mean you mean like the adult man in the baby costume for the shots where the baby had to run <laughs> okay i love the baby shots the baby. So I, they the were baby because they were they everything again this movie is just is just goofs on gags on giggles <laughs> the when spanish man who was just eating that baby in the yeah no, 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 no. Hold, how about Lionel? Uh, the first time we see him holding a sunlight cafe thing when he's supposed to be, um, she's supposed to find him by the moon and the stars. So he's holding a sunlight. I, I yeah. saw that and I was like, oh, is this going to be the guy? Is this going to be the guy? Because it's, it's the exact opposite. And then they even lean into that. And he like goes for some candy and she's like, oh my God, 
it's the sign. And she just like immediately was like, okay, my life's over. I love this man. Done. End of story. And Paquita is so sweet. Paquita's great. great. She's great, yeah. 10 out of 10. Love Paquita. Love love me some Paquita. Uh, (laughs) God, this, I, I, like, this movie is so fucking bonkers. I keep cursing this episode because that's what this movie does to me. Is I'm just like, like I don't know where to start. Like I, I, I don't want to get into it now, but I feel like we have to like, just go for it. Just I mean, in. we we got to talk about the priest, right? That's that. Oh, that's the sure. greatest scene okay. in, in cinema. Okay, so yeah, I I wrote I wrote very few notes when I watched this movie. I was enraptured and simultaneously thought, "What am I going to write?" And, <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote a note about Skull Island. I wrote a note about the main guy who reminded me a lot of Charlto Copley uh, from like modern movies. I thought that several times, so I wrote that down. And then I wrote, stay back, boy. This calls for divine intervention. <laughs> I like that that's the note you wrote and not I kick ass for the Lord. Oh, I then I enter tab and then I kick ass for the Lord, all caps. That's exactly yeah, okay. what I, yeah. I had the perfect experience. So every time I watch one of these movies on Twitter, follow me, a seal punter, um, I put now watching whatever it is I'm watching for the podcast. And I put now watching Dead Alive, started watching the movie. Watch it. It's great. I'm loving it. I kick ass for the Lord comes on. And like 10 minutes after that, somebody tweets at me and is like, and literally tweets that scene. And I'm like, I, it, it was just like perfect convergence. <laughs> Yeah, it was awesome. The first the first time I watched Dead Alive is when I was first starting to get into horror in high school, like for the first time. Like me and all my buddies were doing it, and I had my buddy Chris, um, and he's the guy who got me into the Evil Dead. He's like, I found this movie. It's like a it's like a New Zealand thing, and it's like a zombie movie, but Peter Jackson directed it, and it's fucking crazy. And I was watching this and movie. And at this the point, entire... Lord of the Rings would have been out, right? Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. Oh, oh, high school. School. I, I'm yeah, like, I'm, so I'm you're like Peter... mind blown at this point. And, and I'm like, Peter Jackson, okay. And I'm sitting, I'm watching it. And like, we're like, I'm like, what the fuck? What the... And then he sits down and goes, I'll kick ass for the Lord. And I'm like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's been a, and like it's been a running joke in my friend groups for my entire life. I still say it randomly. And producer Mallory, who has never seen this movie and never will, would like probably knows that line because I'll just be like, Yeah, I kick ass for the Lord. Like Well and, no, and I, I think it. what's so good about that scene is he then does kick ass for the he Lord. He kick ass for the oh, Lord. Like, he sure really he does, yeah. does live that that whole Yeah. Uh, all the line. way up until that so extraordinarily good. unfortunate uh, oh my bite. God. <laughs> he has he had but even that is he he has a martial arts scene like that that yeah. is the, that is a martial artist oh, undoing yeah <laughs> when he kicks off that guy's limbs it's like oh my god oh i was <laughs> so good what movie am i watching <laughs> well and like and like you buy it because the previous scene, the priest seems so pissed the entire, like the funeral, he seems so fucking angry the entire time. Yeah. Whoever I thought, is- and I think that that's like the beauty of the movie is because yeah. when he comes up out of nowhere, literally, says those two lines and then goes all kung fu on those zombies, there's not, there's never a point where you're taken out of it. No. You're never exactly. doubting. No. You're never doubting no. that this priest would just come up and roundhouse kick these guys. It's like, yeah, sure. 
this okay. lines up. I mean, <laughs> well, and 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 part of the reason for that is the scene before is a bunch of greasers being like, "Look, what we got here, lads. We got ourselves a necrophile." <laughs> So, like, you watch these guys get destroyed, and you're like, all right, well, yeah. y'all deserved it. You suck. Like, what are you going to do? Fuck your mom's corpse? Like, it's like it's just like that, like, like, they, like, the lines are like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. Uh, And the scene before that, too, did we, did we talk about the embalming scene where no. Peter Jackson makes his one cameo? <laughs> yeah. Did you know that that was Peter Jackson, the dude with the curly hair and no, the glasses? He's in, yeah, yeah he's that's Peter Jackson. Movies. Movies. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that. That's him. That's the that's Peter Jackson. That's the man. <sighs> yeah, that's what he looked like before Lord of the Rings took him. <laughs> uh, it's like, I like. There's just so much the the, the uncle. Oh, like the just, uncle. Uh, the uncle. What, what is he thing, doing? Yeah. What is that? What is that like spray shit he keeps? I was wondering I, the I, same I damn thing. Because I was, when I watched that, I had, you know, a modern context. And I was like, oh, you know, it kind of seems like a vape or something. And obviously it's not. But but what is Is he it? like <laughs> sucking up, is he like sucking the drool out of the sides of his mouth? I don't. I don't it know. It seemed like a more a drug thing to me of some kind. I definitely but thought he was like. Yeah, like doing an inhalant or like well, it's like the it's know. like the 1950s, like that's what it's meant to be. It's yeah. like it's like well, so it's like... 57. We know that exactly because that's mm. we see that on um, his mother's yeah. grave. I don't know. Yeah. The uncle also Look at this guy is... he's so attentive. I didn't even catch that. I did, yeah. Yeah. see. You gotta just pay attention and take copy. I took two pages of notes on this film. On this, I take way too many notes of just stupid shit that really doesn't matter. It's got to be stream of consciousness for sure. It really this is. Movie is 100%. This movie is a creature comfort for me. I don't need to take any goddamn notes. I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> that could have been your one note. Honestly, <laughs> that, that being your one note is 100% acceptable. Like, it's perfect. But yeah. the uncle is the source of, I think, in a weird way, the, the grossest scene of the entire film. Which okay. one? And I don't think it's the one... So we, we get. Th- I'm not thinking of any of them. So exactly it's definitely not the one I'm thinking. So of. <laughs> the uncle at one point goes to piss. Yeah, and he stands oh. there, and like has a face of anguish, and then finally pisses. And I'm just like, it. It was so disgusting to well, me. Well, he's like he's he's like he's like uh, passing uh, a kidney stone in front of yeah. our fucking faces. It's it's just he, disgusting. It's so well, I mean, funny. He said he, he said he had a uh, an infection or whatever. Well, like, clearly, yeah. <laughs> I got I got a urinary tract infection. <laughs> yeah, it just so, it in a you're movie. Prime. You're primed for that scene in a movie where <laughs> shortly after that scene, you literally see a man use a lawnmower to kill. 50 people oh that's so that good. is the one that is the most like disgusting and i think that's impressive in a, in a very particular way to to gross me out so much because the uncle's also just a disgusting human being like he's we- terrible he he sucks we all hate him when he dies we're happy like it's great but just he's gross i hate him i i, I want to say one thing just listening to our own review of this movie we are simultaneously spoiling everything while spoiling nothing. Oh, like, exactly. If you were to if you were to listen to this and not watch this movie, be like, what the fuck <laughs> is dead alive? But like 
yo, motherfuckers, if you listen to this part, you know if you know, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I almost felt that, like, just watching watching the movie. When you're watching yeah. the movie, you're even like, yeah. I'm watching it happen. What is it going on? <laughs> it's So, this movie is a gory... This is a weird connection. Right at the beginning, it's gory goosebumps is what it felt like to me. Like hyper gore goosebumps. <laughs> it does kind of feel like goosebumps. Yeah. Or like okay. or like the um oh what was that show on Nickelodeon in the uh, late nineties? Uh, Don't supposed be, to be afraid this? of the dark. Yes. Are you afraid of the dark? Yes, yeah. but like gory. Like it it has yeah. that feel to it, but like way hard in the gore. Yeah, it's with the monkey and exactly. The, like, oh, for sure. His first girlfriend. Hyper <laughs> camp. Like, oh, oh my definitely. god. <laughs> okay. I need to talk about something. Okay, yeah. buddy. Stand on your pedestal. Gets un- what often gets underlooked in this movie. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about the recurring uh, little munchkin, the greaser zombie's asshole muscles? Okay. And, and... I'm so glad you said that. Because it, one, one of my notes is, was that his asshole? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah, he it farts like yeah. seven times. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, it's, it's, I'm not it's, it's imagining gu- this. It's his guts. It's his guts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But it, but his asshole is the is the part that like is the face is yeah. is like the yeah. the brains of the operation. Yeah. Ironically, for enough. sure. Yeah. It it Get like it? they make him like they they make they make the greaser zombie's asshole this the mischievous, mischievous little scamp and it's hilarious. It's got more and personality like, than like. <laughs> Half the movies we've watched oh, in yeah, this entire well, series well, of episodes. I know, and Lionel, Lionel, for a second questions whether or not he's going to kill it. It's I love just... that he's t- he he hesitates. Like, do I? <laughs> it's so good. I also love that you have then the matching zombie that goes with it, who's walking around by holding his own his own legs, and like yeah. <laughs> that greaser zombie lasted forever. Like oh, yeah. he he got got early in the film and then he's just around right until the very end. He's great. One of the best kills, by the way, when he gets so pulled into the grave. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. So I so let's that. let's ask that question. I think that's a good point. What is the best kill for you guys? Oh man. Uh, um. So I think my favorite. I think my favorite one, and I'll say that this counts as the kill. One of the one of the guys at the party who is wearing uh, glasses. He gets his head cut off, like, right at the jaw, right? Yeah. After he's a zombie. And, you know, that's that's all well and good. And, you know, his head slides all around the the floor of the party a couple times. It's a whole big gag. It's really funny. Uh, but then Paquita pushes it through the blender. And yeah. you see the whole head get, like, blended down. And it's such a cool effect. And I, I loved that. That was my favorite. I think for me, it's a tie between the okay. guy getting his face ripped off. I really okay. liked that and seeing Red Skull basically, oh. and they do the classic zombie movie kill, but better. And by that I mean someone's trying to claw themselves away on mm-hmm. like a like they've only got a uh, they can only get their torso uh, through. Yeah. Hell, and he comes Hell! through instead yeah. of just like his entrails. It's his entire skeleton is there. Yeah. Like that it was takes really good too. it takes the idea it takes a classic kill but makes it better so it's mm-hmm. it's it's between those two for me it's hard for me to pick because that face one i thought they were just gonna rip his head off i'm like oh okay and then when they just pull off his entire skin and see his skeleton face <laughs> okay yeah. you've done something yeah. different and i'm very interested so it's between those two for me fair um my two favorites 
one is the priest just getting stuck on the thing. But yeah. that but that that's a cop out. My real favorite is I think the girl's name is Rita. Mm-hmm. The girl is who lives the, through most of yeah, it. Yeah. Gets gets like torn through by the zombie baby. And like awesome. gets chased around with the zombie baby just like chases around Paquita with it. It's fucking it's awesome. I think we need to point out here. Just just we chose I chose two kills. You two chose two different kills. We've chosen yeah. four different kills that we all think are like highlights of this film. That this- should give you an idea. Of the sheer amount Six. of kills and sheer amount I'll of gore <laughs> that is amazing in this movie. Yeah. If you like gore, watch this movie. Like at a base uh, level, you you should you should already go see this because frankly, it's uh, yeah. worth your time. Completely yeah. on a spoiler cast note, right? And we'll probably bring this up again, so you know you guys get to hear this twice. Being the spoiler cast peeps, like this movie is a horror fans' delight. Like. Mm-hmm. It is it is a genre film, like yeah. oh yeah, you gotta you have to be in pretty deep already, I think. To yeah, be yeah. Into this. <laughs> and fortunately, we all are. <laughs> it's like it because it is schlock. Like it's a schlocky oh, film. It is. Um, it's so fast paced at weird points too. Like they, yeah. the beginning <laughs> of this movie is it the. the not a whole lot happens for the first like twenty five minutes, but it doesn't feel like twenty five minutes because they just get through it real quick until we get to stuff that's more interesting starts happening. Mm-hmm. Lionel Lionel's arc is so unearned, <laughs> like, but you love it anyway, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What you that father and that blonde woman? You killed them both, didn't you, mother? <laughs> I know, and I love that just like completely random reveal about. Not only the murder, but, like, that there was another woman involved. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hold on. That the skeleton was in his attic his entire life, just chilling yeah. up there. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. It's so stupid. It's so good. <laughs> and, like, you know that, like, because you see Peter Jackson literally three years later like make a movie that everything is earned and done correctly so you have to know that like that shit is intentional how unearned that is because are you talking it... about the frighteners no i'm talking about lord of the rings that was way more than three years later that lord of the rings was 99 buddy okay oh, i'm sorry 2001 Thank oh you. i'm wrong it's the 20th anniversary right now, guys. Yeah, Why do you was, think we watched that a lot? <laughs> <laughs> he, was wor- he was working on it in, since 97. Well, yeah. <laughs> so Pre-pro. Whatever. You, my point is... You, fuck you. You know what my point was. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about The Frighteners, not accident. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great film, by the way. Everybody I haven't seen that. The Frighteners. Yeah. Really? No, I haven't. Well, that okay. sound, hey. We might, we might have to, right? It's a ni- it's nineties oh. horror. That might be what we're doing for January. So. Going to a podcast near you, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like it's just this movie feels like like it it goes to the very edge of like wanting to pull you out, and then it pulls you back in with just something like then they hit the punchline, like. Like, horror and comedy, we talk about the parallels between the two. They're so similar to one another. And I think that's why this movie is so cool. Is it pulls you as far as you can before landing that punchline. And they nail it every time. Mm -hmm. Like, you get to the point where it's like, oh my god. Like, 
you're getting kind of sick of like like Lionel being like, oh, oh, oh gotta get the gotta stop my mom. And then they throw the the fucking priest. And then like you're getting so sick of Lionel trying to hide it. And then they throw the hell of a hellish gore party with with uh the uncle. Like yeah, with the uncle yeah. where the thing starts getting so gory so quick. Like they switch it up on you three different times, and every time it's like this could not have come at a better time. It perfectly. Like, yeah. you have just stretched the imagination. Enough. On top of that, even within those gore scenes, they still incorporate the comedy. Like, for example, mm-hmm. when he's just slipping on the sheer amount of blood <laughs> on the floor. And then has to jump it, from body part to body part to make it to the stairs. It worked for me so well. Because, like, when he started slipping, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, it, it was... You... You know, like, just the sheer amount of blood that has been spilled at this point. That, like, you know, I can take it at face value that you might not necessarily have the best attraction trying to run on a <laughs> tile floor. Like, yeah. it... Yeah, of just blood, every, copious exactly. amounts of blood. Yeah. It knows where to say it's time to be funny, it's time yeah. to be gory. It's time to be mm-hmm. funny, it's time to be gory. And, I mean, you said it right, Bobby. It nails that timing perfectly it's it's amazing but it also pushes you to your limits of what you think is acceptable oh yeah right like that's the other half of that is like you're you spend like a good percentage of that time being like oh man i don't know i guess i'm getting tired of this and as soon as you think that they switch it up on you in like a way that's like just fuck it's so good this movie just is really good uh Alan, I know before the podcast and before Corbin hopped on, you wanted to talk a bit about the music. So okay, let's, so let's like, talk a bit about it. So again, this is '92 that this comes out. It there's moments where this music feels like Super Nintendo music, like it really has a certain like yeah. like video game soundtrack of the time kind of like. Um, oh, what's the the right word for it? Fuck. Um, Chip tunes. Chip tunes. Yes, that's exactly. No, you're exactly right. Like it has that kind of vibe to it. At really, it, it's mostly early in the film, and they really don't do this much later in it. But just early in the film, I'm like, this feels like like the music was oddly good, in a weird way that fits within the strange structure that is this film. Yeah. Um. Other than that, the music's not too notable. It's just really early on where I'm like, huh. This feels kind of Super Nintendo-y. And I, I, it was nice. I don't know. It, it's weird in the same way that, like, we in 2021 have a weird obsession with, like, the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And Zoomers have a weird obsession with, like, the 1990s. Like, it seems like a lot of, like, millenn- uh, uh, a lot of, like, Gen X people had a weird obsession with, like, the 1950s. But, like, also, when we look at how we're adding those things to like our lexicon of things that we like they also add like modern flair to it mm. and like it's like it's like let's take the 1950s but like add modern flair to it so it's like 1950s chiptunes it's really it's like it's yeah. it's really it's really interesting that they do it that way um but I, I i i don't disagree i think it's very fun and i think that like it's very silly <laughs> in, in a very fun way so yeah. How about you, Corbin? What do you think about the soundtrack to this? About film? the soundtrack? So yeah. I uh 
you know, usually I think quite a lot about the soundtrack. And I don't know what it was about this movie, but this movie could have been, like, unscored. I feel like I couldn't tell you a single <laughs> second of the music in this movie. That's uh, right. So, did I like it? I don't know. I think modern <laughs> modern movie executives would probably say the music did its job because I didn't notice it, right? That's kind of, like, yeah. the point. You know, like, it blended in. It was part of the whole. Uh, but due to that, I have no specific comments. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so... Is there anything that you want to mention specifically about this movie? Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah, you. Uh, host Corbin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I don't think so. Not specifically that hasn't been mentioned already. I think, you know, one of the things that stood out to me, and I don't know if you guys have seen Bad Taste, uh, his first movie, uh, but at the... Oh, okay. So I thought this was his first movie. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> um, I don't want to I don't want to spoil it then, but there there is a sequence in his other movie that is identical to this movie it's kind of feels like he had a sequence in that movie that was like oh i like that idea and then he did it like again but better in this movie um if you are listening or watching and you've seen bad taste it's the the very last piece of gore in that movie is replicated in, in this movie so you probably know what i'm talking about uh otherwise you know what i really loved and i, I mentioned it a little bit briefly the zombie baby <laughs> when he's in the when he's in the park that whole oh my sequence God. is so so funny to me i think it was especially funny to me because uh i'm a dad now and the other like the old ladies in the park are just like watching this guy they assume is a father <laughs> and just like beating the ever-living hell out of his baby and they're just like they they give him like dirty looks, but don't like don't stop him be, from beating yeah, a like, child. Like, yeah. hmm, I don't know if I approve of that. Like that's yeah. like the thing. But is. but certainly they don't they don't not approve of it enough to like do anything about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, they, gossiping. They, they have enough. They have enough disdain to be like, that's not how I would would handle yeah. that yeah. situation. But at the yeah. same time, they're like, I mean his call he's the dad yeah like it's ugh. it's just so funny i love when he hits it when he hits it with the swing like it's it's just filled with like gag after gag after gag that sequence is i loved it i loved it that's it's, a, it's yeah, please it, it's exactly what i want in horror comedy is that yeah. sequence of events because it's it's so ridiculous but earns every second of its ridiculousness Absolutely. like it it does everything it needs to in that moment. It's great. <laughs> it's it's very Bruce Campbell esque the bot like the body work it, he does. It is honestly, yeah. like, which is why Alan, that you say you want that in a horror comedy. It really um really, really makes, makes you makes wonder. Think, yeah, it makes you wonder for sure. Yeah, why somebody would maybe rate, let's say, a Evil two Dead and two. a half <laughs> out of so, five for Evil Dead. So two. before the podcast, Bobby, do you remember? Do you remember what I said? No, I don't. I said that I think this is going to be the episode where I determine my score of a movie that's awful, but I 100% recommend and would absolutely watch again. So go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, are we just going to go right into it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rate this film. Yeah, rate this what's film. The, what's the rating? What's the I rating? think that I need to establish from this point onward that a two out of five for me means... This movie is garbage. You sh- it's not good. But holy shit is this movie 
fun. It's ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous gore. We barely touched on the climax. A man uses a lawnmower to kill everything. And it's not outrageously difficult. It's believable in this movie. I can't understate that. That's that's only one part of the climax. Another part of the You're climax correct. is is his mom opens up her monster vagina and swallows her son back into her womb, and then he fights his way out. It's a am- yeah. it's amazing, um, but no, it's I so think good. a two out of five has become that score for me. I think I need to establish that. Anything less than that is just bad. Anything more than that is not a is average or is its own kind of discussion. There's other factors that can that can come into play there. But a straight two is, God, this movie's terrible. There's so many random issues within the movie. But God, did I love every <laughs> moment of it. And you should watch this movie. Bobby, how do you feel about it? I'm going to give a synthesis of my objective and subjective opinions and just give this movie a solid four out of five. Uh, four? Yeah, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Fuck, fuck the score. You, it's a, <laughs> fuck you. It's a four out of five. That's what I got to say. This movie is fucking yeah. awesome. It is awesome. It owns bones, man. This movie is so good. Um, it's stupid, but it's meant to be. It is. It is over the top and it's meant to be this is this is the this is peter jackson understanding the assignment and making a movie the way he wanted to and it is entertaining beyond belief it's like like it is not a perfect movie by any means there are things that feel unearned there are things of him trying to figure it out some of the special effects do not work and 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 like it is dated but like it just Man, this movie is so fucking sick. Objectively, it'd be one of those 1.5, so bad it's good. Subjectively, it'd be a 5, so I'm synthesizing that, (laughs) taking the 1.5 out of it and giving it a 4. It's just so good. I don't care. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck you. Fuck math. 4 out of 5. Let's go. Dead alive. Brain dead. Both names. Both 4s out of 5s for you? Alright, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something we should probably clarify. We watch. We all watch the extended edition. This yeah, time, this is the first time I actually watched what, what, which is the European edition. What's different uh, between this, the two? All so of those is, weird sh- daily sh- footage that you saw, where like the footage got like drastically worse. That's from the extended. Oh, okay. Edition. Yeah, that makes more sense. And technically, this isn't actually the extended edition. Technically, the dead alive cut is a cut down. It's an edited edition. This is just the original, the regular cut. Um, we you know we're kind of watching this at a weird time because Peter Jackson said in the next like year or so he's going to release a 4K remaster of of this movie and and bad taste. Um, I will absolutely rewatch them when that yeah, remaster sure. comes out. Yeah. I Easily. can't wait. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, in 4K, absolutely. How can you not, right? So I'm going to kind of uh, cut the difference here. Uh, I think that Bobby's score is not uh, not too insane to think about. <laughs> I Here's what I originally wrote down. Originally, I wrote down 2 out of 5. Because the movie it has a lot of issues. And it's it does in a lot of ways, is not very good. Bobby even mentioned it, objectively, 1.5. And then I thought to myself, 
well, we've talked about this a few times that two out of five kind of means something. And maybe I want to back down on that. But after talking about the movie and thinking about it and sitting on it, I realized that even with that in mind, it simply wouldn't be a two out of five for me. So I'm going to give it a little bit extra, three out of five. For all the same reasons that Bobby rated it, honestly, full I just don't bump. feel I, I just don't that. feel it quite as strongly as he does. I think, uh, but despite that, I really enjoyed it. Speak with your chest, Angela. Speak with your chest. <laughs> I definitely recommend it to anybody who is a genre fan. I mean, this is episode twenty-eight of our show. If you've gotten this far, you probably would like this movie. Um, yeah, three out of five. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it's it a so lot more good. than. Uh, I remembered enjoying. This wasn't my first time watching it, but it's been like fifteen years, so I didn't like it quite as much that time. <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I got it. <laughs> I, I loved it, it then, and I love it now. <laughs> oh man! So, you know, despite all that, right? Is it essential? Spoiler free. Uh, if you cut ahead to this segment, we just rated the movie. Alan gave it a two out of five. Bobby gave it a 4 out of 5, and I gave it a 3 out of 5. Um, so those are our scores, kind of scattered all over the place, but generally middle. The average would be a 3. Despite that, is it essential to horror? Bobby, you gave it the highest score. What do you think? Okay. And so, spoiler free, of course. Yeah, spoiler free, of course. So... I'm going to say no. My answer is no. But now I'm going to explain why it is. Okay? So the answer is no, it's not. But why it is, is for a couple reasons. And it's the same thing that I screamed about during the spoiler cast, so it has to be screamed about again here, is... This is the man who made fucking Lord of the Rings. (laughs) (laughs) And he made this movie. Um, it's actually more believable that he would have made Lord of the Rings as his first movie than to make it after this movie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the fact that, like, this is part of the thing that New Line looked at and said, yes, we will give the quintessential fantasy property to this man. Is it, like, crazy? It's crazy. It's bonkers. It's wild. It's about as wild right. as this movie, right? Yeah, yes, yes, unironically, yes, right? <laughs> and, like, subjectively, this movie is an essential movie for me for that. I I'm, I watched this movie in high school, which is, like, I graduated <laughs> high school 10 years ago, right? Like, it's been a minute. Wow, dating right? yourself it, there, bud. It's fine. It's been a minute since I've been in high school. And I'm still shocked, perplexed, and amazed that he that Peter Jackson made this goddamn movie. Like so the answer is no. For for it to be an essential horror movie, it wouldn't be, right? But also like in the sa- like it's not essential to horror canon. It's not. But in the same vein, this is an essential movie. This is like like because it is like it's bonkers like it's not an essential horror movie but like in film canon this is one of those things that once you, it's like it's like once you know you know right it's like yeah peter jackson made a bunch of like splatterhouse films beforehand and then 
he made Dead Alive, and then all of a sudden he was making Lord of the Rings. Like, that's, so, like, no, but yes. So, like, no to horror canon, yes to just, like, weird tidbits about, like, this, movies. This movie is effective, is the greatest trivia question of Peter yes. Jackson's entire filmography. Yes. There's so many things you could pull from it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, yes, no, no. I'm going to tag along here. All right. I'm a no, but I think that as a whole, no, it's really probably not essential, but if you like gore, you, you need to watch this movie. It's, it's really like this movie is probably on the like essential reading list, essential watching list of just gore fiends because <laughs> it comes at you early and it comes at you hard in the gore department. It it does not hold back. In a, there's only one scene that holds back in the entirety of the film, which it was gores a, early, it gores often, and it gores with the door open. It it really does. This movie just continues to gore you more than you're probably prepared for, if I'm being honest. Because yeah, no, I had sure. no clue. So this is my first watch with this movie. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And again, some be- behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, in our in our chat, I was like, I think I hate this movie. Up until a very certain point, in which case, I was then fully on board with this movie. And if you've watched it, I guarantee you can pick out the moment. So, it's a no but for me. Okay. Um, so I'm going to give it an, a no also. I think that you guys have laid out a lot of and probably all of the reasons why it is a no. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it, right? I gave it a three out of five. I mean, it's... it's Just because it's not worse... essential does not mean we did not love our time with it. Absolutely. I you know, we've said that many movie. times. Uh, I've definitely given yeses to movies that I rated lower, and I think I've, I've said no to movies that I rated higher, and I will continue to do so. Um, should you watch this movie? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's just not an essential movie, you know? And even if I were to pick out of his horror, uh, like filmography from his pre Lord of the Rings days, there are other movies that I would say yes to before this one. And that's simply because this one isn't the first or the last horror movie. It's kind of an evolution, but not the final step. It's just another horror movie that he did really. And so for that, I have to say no, but I did enjoy it. And, and, all the reasons that Alan said it, like if you're a hardcore like gorehound, you gotta watch this. Um, I had no idea how much I was gonna love this movie. Yeah, no. So, clue. so yes, if you're that person, if you're if you're an Alan of your horror group, definitely you gotta watch this. Otherwise, you can you can probably get by. <laughs> also, if you're the me of the horror group, and if you've watched this podcast enough, you know the difference between me and the Alan. <laughs> this is the movie that will unite me and Alan in kissing, in a kissing, very kissing, weird kisses. way too. Yeah, that is true. Oh, man. Well, there we go. Um, so, speaking of the UNSC Infinity... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what are your guys' socials? What have you been up to? And, hey, this is our last episode that's being released before Christmas. What are you guys making for Christmas? Ooh. Making. Can I take... Can I start on this one? Yeah. Because I actually have a bit of a diatribe here with Christmas. Yeah. Uh, hit, hit it. So, first off, a seal punter. Just about anywhere yeah. that you can find me. 
it's a fun time. You finally figured it out. It took me like <laughs> ten episodes. Um, you see how perfect that was. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I try sometimes. Yeah. I try to put a little effort in. Um, <laughs> you can find me at a seal punter just about anywhere. Um, I am making Christmas dinner for my dad's mm-hmm. side of the family. And oh, I love that. these these people are not prepared for how hard in the paint I'm about to go on making this dinner. All right. I'm my dad. I love that you still say that. Look, it's a fun turn of <laughs> phrase for me. Um, I'm going to make turkey stock from scratch because my dad's going to get a turkey. And I'm going to cut the neck out of the or the spine out of it and turn that into stock. Uh, I'm going to do I'm doing the only thing I'm not doing from scratch. And Corbin's going to roll his eyes when I say this is rolls. I just don't have, I don't have the time or patience to do the rolls. I just don't. I'm it's sorry. So easy. I I literally have to do everything else. Like it's so, bread is so much easier than stock. Uh uh-uh. uh. Stock's a piece oh, of cake. Yeah. You put Corp, Corbin's the Paul easy. Hollywood of our group. Confirmed. Paul Hollywood. <laughs> this, of our this group. is very true. Um, but that's the only thing I'm not making from scratch. Like I'm gonna make cranberry sauce from scratch because frankly, cranberry sauce in a can is garbage. I, we've talked about cranberry sauce in a can in a previous episode. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of my plans. Is I'm I am being the chef because my my uh, stepmom is working all day, so we're just, she just can't do it. So I'm I I basically was like, oh, I'll do it because I really love cooking like a lot. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing everything. I'm very. So I have, two, I have two questions. Okay. One is this Christmas Day? Christmas Eve. My dad's side. Okay. We always do Christmas Eve with my dad's side. Uh, two, are you cooking there or are they coming to you? I'm cooking at his house. His so cooking in some a whole okay, Christmas dinner in someone else's I kitchen. I know that's, that's a lot. So danger. Yeah. He's danger. got a <laughs> My dad's got a solid kitchen. Like I've okay. I if this was like not any other relative, but if it wasn't my dad's house, it'd be a pretty tough ask for me. But mm. I've been to his house enough. I know his kitchen layout. I know like the side like i know the space i'm gonna be working in i know i'll have enough space to kind of like be like fuck off everybody i need to make dinner (laughs) leave me alone so like i'm pretty excited though because i've never really done the full-blown i'm making dinner for everybody thing Mm -hmm. so i'm excited for it. awesome i'm gonna spatchcock the turkey because that's gonna make it cook way faster I I will recommend spatchcocking yeah i will recommend that for how many 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 people? people are you cooking yeah like my dad's side of the family is pretty small, so between all of us there, it's gonna be like ten to fifteen people, if that. Um, so this cake. Oh, I know exactly. This. It's a turkey, um, some sort of green bean dish. I don't know if I'm doing green bean casserole or like different green beans stuffing, which I'm not going to stuff the turkey because I'm spatchcocking it. So I'm gonna kind of bake that because it's way easier. Um, it's also way more consistent. Sorry, stuff. We don't stuff lovers. the turkey even when um, even when we do the whole the whole turkey um mashed potatoes because everybody i mean it's it's like they're mashed potatoes they're so easy uh cranberry sauce from scratch um uh, what else do i plan on making i might make like one or two other things but that's kind of like the general gist yeah can you do me a favor and say uh the rolls are a bit stodgy (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be the rolls are a bit stodgy Oh, Look at you! How does that make you feel? Do you feel stupid? No, I feel great. It does make no. Me feel you should stupid. feel great. No. Oh, Alan. Yeah, yeah no, it does. Yeah. No, it does. It does yeah. make me feel stupid. Uh, Corbin, what are do you, you doing? Have an in- what? Sorry. Do you have an Instapot? Or My dad does those? not have that, an Instapot. Oh, no. uh, dude, Instapot mashed potatoes are so easy. Hey, Corbin. Hey, Corbin. Yeah. Do me a favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer, I'm gonna answer for first because I'm not doing anything for, for the holidays. 
I'm I'm getting fed. So you know what? You've been grilling Alan this entire oh time. Yeah. Put your fucking plate to the match, man. Yeah, Tell yeah, me. Yeah. So we, uh, I don't, I don't cook for Christmas Eve because I go over by my parents' house and my dad is a pro chef, pro uh, huh. behind the scenes, listen, you know, tip to all our listeners, I guess. Uh, so because of that and, you know, a lifelong uh, being surrounded by cooking, I love to cook. And so I am cooking for Christmas Day, which we don't uh, go out for. And so we're going to be doing a ham. Uh, unsure of the flavor profile currently. Uh, last time I did a, a sweet ham, I think I don't want to do that again, but I have to talk to Jill. Uh, I will be making rolls because they're super easy and everybody loves them. He wants to make a nice fluffy roll. That's right. Uh, and the rest, honestly, I don't know. Probably like a green vegetable of some kind. And a potato of some kind. You know, it's not complicated. It's Christmas. Uh, but I, I have not written out the whole menu, but it's because I only have to cook for the three of us, me, Jill, and my daughter. Um, so I can kind of, you know, I can grab everything that I need in a small quantity, very last minute. If I was cooking for 15 people, I would definitely have a whole menu by now. <laughs> um, it's like two things I'm kind of deciding between. So. I've, yeah. got, I've got some good news and some bad news. Okay. All right. The good news is... The bad news is, is I've been eliminated because I'm not cooking anything. The good <laughs> news is you both won Star Baker. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Corbin. But Alan's though, not even baking anything. What the hell? <laughs> question for you, Corbin. Where can people yeah. find you? You haven't even mentioned yeah, that can, yet. I know. You can find me at Corbangerang. Uh, I guess maybe I'll post like pics of, uh, of my, I'll of do my it. dinner. I you know, I never really think about doing that, but I cook all the time, so I probably should. I'm pretty active on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my uh, hobby streak is like well over 20 days at this point. Oh, yeah. uh, I've been kicking ass. So if you like seeing hilariously slow updates on uh, Warhammer models, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> uh, Whatever I've been up to otherwise, Alan didn't mention it. I know that is true for him. I've just been playing Halo. I finished the Halo Infinite campaign. Um i uh and i've been watching a lot of spider-man we're all seeing spider-man this weekend yep. no way home it comes out tomorrow as of this recording we're seeing it all almost all together alan of course lives very far away so he's not seeing it with us uh but i spent the last like two weeks watching every spider-man movie that ever came out and it has been quite a time and i have a Best lot of strong go. opinions now uh prop overall yes oh i know Put you right Spider on the Spider-Man to the video game. Oh, well, that's correct, but... <laughs> okay, so definitely my favorite Spider-Man is Andrew Garfield. Ooh, that's I'm, a hot I'm, take, buddy. I am 100% confident of that. And so I I feel like my... But despite that, I feel like maybe my favorite movie is the first with Toby because it's so, like, campy it's and like I love that. It's as hell. Yeah, but I really, really love Andrew's Spider-Man. I think that he has all the characteristics of Spider-Man that I'm looking for, and the choreography is very much in tune with him as a character. Sure. And I think that we're missing that in the MCU version of Spider-Man. They don't okay. feel like Spider-Man movies. They just feel like Marvel movies, and the main character happens to be Spider-Man. And I think it's really obvious to me after watching all the other ones back-to-back. I think Tom Holland plays a really good ultimate Peter Parker. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I I just don't know if he plays a very good traditional Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. 
I would say I I would agree with you. Andrew Garfield plays a better because traditional Peter Parker dealt with a little bit more of like the frustration and anger. Yeah, and I don't think Toby Toby McGuire plays it way too like. Well, it's yeah. Sam. Raimi he basically for is you. a live action version of Spider Man and his amazing friends. I mean, yeah. that's like the truth of it, right? <laughs> but we love it for it anyway. Yeah, well, and because and Tommy McGuire is a really good actor. Watch Sea yeah. Biscuit. True, he's very good. He's got horses. Biscuit. Or the Great Gatsby. Yeah, I love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Bobby. Anyway. Bobby. Oh, yeah, you, you can find me yeah. at TTV slash the Red Weenie. I stream Destiny content. I stream Halo content. I might stream some. Well, it's rough here. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Chances are probably not. Mondays are not the best day for me. Um, well, Mondays is when you'll be hearing this. So, you know, Monday evenings. I mean, maybe that's, maybe, yeah. maybe you'll see me. Maybe you won't. Just follow me. Find out, you, you fucking doofuses. Um... <laughs> I've been chilling for the most part. Haven't had a lot of time to do much. Oh, me and producer Mallory, uh, she runs our Instagram. Uh, uh, we've been playing It Takes Two. Uh, recent game of the VG, year. Game of the year, according to the VGAs. And let me tell you, it has earned every bit of that game of the year. It is yeah. a very fun, very diverse game. It's very easy to pick up. The puzzles are just challenging enough. Me and her are dealing like like <laughs> looking at this as like a, a relationship exercise. Even though we're very happy in our relationship, there's just really these fun moments of challenges between us, and they and then they sparse it out with healthy competition. It's really it's actually really really cool. Um, nice. It's it's really invigorating, and um, I would actually say it's probably best to play with somebody who you love romantically. Um, and I'm getting a lot out of it from that way in that way because me and producer Mallory are engaged to be married. <laughs> so if that wasn't clear before, it is now. Uh, so we're very excited because it will be three married boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's have you, really... did you guys play the uh, that prison? No, game, the prison we'll, escape game. We'll, we'll that play the same that, kind of deal. We'll, yeah. we'll play that afterwards. I that feels like it'd be a game that you'd want to play with a friend, like mm. like I like because. Because this is like it's about a married, it's like a couple getting a divorce type of thing. Like, uh, yeah. So I like, didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's 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 working through issues and stuff like that. Hmm. Again, not saying that me and Mallory, Mallory have issues. We don't. But like, but like, there's 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 it's just fun to play that dynamic because yeah, it, yeah. A lot of the issues that these couples are facing, I think, are a couple issues that couples face. Right. Like, one person being one way versus the other it's very interesting because i think the dynamic is switched where the lady character is is and i think it's actually actually really cool because i think that the dynamic traditionally is one way versus the other but like the lady is someone who's never home and is busy with all of her tasks and her job and stuff like that and i have to go to work because of covid and mallory gets to stay home uh and i say gets to has to stay home she works from home um, and so there's this very different dynamic. It's really cool. Yeah. I really like it. It's helping us understand each other a little bit more and help see each other's perspectives a little bit more. It's really cute. I like it a lot. Yes. Um, so yeah, it takes two. That that's was awesome. A, yeah. No, that's great. We've done yeah. games before. We'll yeah. we probably should do games again. <laughs> let, yeah. let us yeah. know if you want us to do more games. Yes. <laughs> um. But uh, hey, in the meantime, 
You can follow the podcast anywhere at Essential Scares. We're active on Twitter and Instagram. All of our uh, social medias have the link to our Discord on there, and we would love it if you joined and talked about horror or superhero movies or video games, Warhammer, whatever. We're always on there talking about all sorts of stuff. Um, I also just want to give it, you know, a little PSA. We're doing this year for the very first time, of course, because it's our first year. Uh, the 12 Days of Horror Christmas. We're starting on Christmas Day. If you're listening to this on release day, that was yesterday. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, or is that no? Yeah, no, Wait, no, no, no. That'll be because in a week. Our next episode is coming out after Christmas. Yes. So in a couple of days, uh, we're doing. I always get we thrown off with the, the, day, the, day, the way that the, the way that the release schedule works. Yeah. We're doing 12 days of horror Christmas uh, every day for from Christmas Day and the following 12 days. We're releasing one horror review about a Christmas movie. Um, it's going to be super cool. Uh, and stay tuned for that schedule. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this happened when we talked about Thanksgiving, too. I had no idea what day it was. Listen, I, I just want to say this is what a movie like Dead Alive does to us. I agree completely. Oh, my, my, my brain is just like a slurry at this point. Yeah, as it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. All right. Well, with that, that's it for the week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. You're seeing your friends and family very soon for the holidays. Talk about, your favorite, about your favorite podcast. Obviously, it's this one. Um, if you have any suggestions for us for next year, we're putting together a pretty big schedule, and we'd love to hear it from you. If you want us to cover more games or TV shows, definitely let us know. Um, next week, though, we're going to be talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night. Thank you, Alan and Bobby, for being on the show with me. My name is Corbin, and this has been Essential Scopes. This breakdown kicks ass for